Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. And he said it twice. He's gonna make it. Let's see. Kick is on its way. And the kick is good! Cajuns win! Cajuns win! Cajuns win! Cajuns win! Cajuns win! Cajuns win! win! A 50-yard field goal! And time expires by Brent Baer! And Louisiana has won the Arnold Carriers New Orleans Bowl! Holy cow! Can you believe it? Welcome into the 8 o'clock hour of the Great Scott Show. You've probably heard that call once or twice over the last 10-plus years. Brett Baer hits the game winner to um, catapult the Cajuns to a two-point victory over San Diego State in a uh, season that was memorable, fun, and will be celebrated at Cajun Field tomorrow during Louisiana's Week 2 matchup against Eastern Michigan and our guest right now is the guy who kicked that ball and has been asked about it quite a bit in his life. That would be Mr. Brett Bear, who joins me now on the phone line. Good morning, Brett. How's life, man? How you been? It's good, man. It's uh, rocking and rolling. We're over here in uh, Houston, Texas area. So, um, But it's, it's hard to believe, listening to that, that that was uh, over a decade ago. So... Uh, that's pretty crazy. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Important question. Uh, what's your favorite Beastie Boys song of all time? I mean, it's, it's for me, it's got to be Fight for Your Right. Okay. All right. I love how you, you, you dropped the year, too, in the License to L album. Well yeah. done. Well done. Well, <laughs> I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all partied plenty that night. Um, I remember that night in New Orleans and, and being on the sideline, and uh, it was... It was quite a party, but has your, like, as, as you've gotten farther away from that moment, has your appreciation of it or view of it or that year or that team changed? Because it's not like it when you were a senior and it was your last thing ever, right? But it's certainly, you know, probably the most notable moment in the history of, of the program. The win over A&M is, is a big thing and it gets referenced plenty and, and there's some various games, but in terms of just a singular play, I mean, that's the one for anyone that, that covers this team or follows them. As you've gotten farther away from it, has your viewpoint on it or thoughts on it evolved or changed at all? Not in a, a drastic way, but just, you know, you, you grow older and you start to see the world a little differently, you know? No, I don't, I don't think so at all. I think, um, I, I think it, it put us on the map in a sense. I think that also being, uh, you know, the University of Louisiana, um, that was kind of the turning point of that, um, that whole movement. Um, and being in a town like Lafayette, too, it's, you know, things like that don't get forgotten um, very easily, whereas, you know, some of the, you know, um, more Power Five programs, you know, you, you have these big moments, and, you know, a decade later, it kind of gets forgotten. But, um in a city like Lafayette that, that loves their Cajuns and, and, and loves their football and loves their sports in general. Um, no, man, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's lost its, um, lost its meaning at all. Just like the win at over A&M, um, 
you know, the, the fact that it gets referenced quite often, uh, I think it speaks volumes to just how big of a, how big of a game that was. Yeah, no, it, it certainly hasn't lost its, its luster whatsoever. Um, and I guess my question wasn't so much do you, do you look at it differently in that it's, it's lesser than or anything like that. Just, I guess a better way to phrase it is, are, are you able to perhaps appreciate it even more as time has gone by? Because when you're in the moment and it's a year after and two years after, you know, a lot of people are talking about it. But to your point, the fact that over 10 years later, you know, if you meet a Cajun fan and you're like, oh, I'm Brett Bear, they'll be like, oh, the Cajuns win. The kick is good. You know, like they they'll remember it. It's one of those moments that'll that'll you know, it's it, in the moment sure. you felt like it would stick around. But I think. You know, over a decade later, it's just further proof that it's 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 forever. You know, right? Yeah, and I and and, and I certainly uh, humbled by it and, and appreciate it too because we're still, I mean, we're still actively. Um, you know, we have family in Lafayette, and uh, we we go there quite often. So it's it's good to be around it and um, to just kind of every time every time it, it comes up, it's. I mean, it's a, it's a flashback, right? It's still, for me, uh, for sure, it's something that's ingrained in me that, you know, anytime I, I see a game-winning kick or any time that I, you know, anybody lines up for a game-winning kick, I still get those chills just because I know the, I know the feeling, of, um, I know the feeling that, that it can bring to you. Um, so for me, no, it, it hasn't lost uh, any meaning um, and it's still a huge part of my, uh, and I think it will always be a huge part of my my journey. Brett Bear, our guest, ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports, great Scott show. The 2011 Raging Cajun team, nine and four, New Orleans Bowl champs, um, their first bowl win since, you know, the first bowl game since the the, the early, you know, I think 1970. It um, it was just a, a culmination that kick of of an incredible season in an incredible moment. Uh, in time for the program, and you know, Brett, I, what what was the penalty that that got called on San Diego State? Because you lined up from fifty five, and it, it everyone was worried. Oh, guys, we false start. It's going to be sixty now, and then they're just going to try a hail mary. But what was it called? Was it was it tipping or what? What did the ref call? I, I think they called it stemming. Where stemming. Uh, That's it. they had, yeah, they had. Tried to, I think that that had been going on throughout the game, from what I understood, um, and so uh, just happened to be on that last play. I guess uh, one of their guys was trying to, you know, mimic a snap count or something, and uh, yeah, I mean, popped him for five yards, made it a little bit closer. I, uh, I think it probably, it probably was a, uh, I think it was a game changer. I don't. I don't know that it would have gone in from fifty-five. Yeah, yeah. It's my question. It might have been, <laughs> been right outside that uh, that goalpost, but who knows? We'll never know. It's 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 in the books now, uh, so uh, we won't we we won't revisit that. I mean, oh, you you just who knows? You just can tell people. Oh yeah, it, it would have gone in, but no one will ever know. Um, Daniel right. Quaid, Daniel Quaid was always like, man, I was worried they they're calling the penalty on me, but. When he said stimming, I was just I looked up and I was like, "Thank you, Jesus." Um, what, yeah, what, he was he was laying he was laying on the locker room floor after I think he had so much anxiety about he thought he jumped off he thought he jumped 
you know, he thought it was going to be a false start on him, but it was the other oh, guy yeah. that was like saying hut, 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 which yeah. you're not allowed to do on the defensive front. So when you are lining up for that kick and then the penalty happens, do you does your mindset change at all? Like what is your what's going through your mind from the second they roll you out there and then then the penalty and then as 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 it went off of your foot? Yeah, for sure. I think that um I, I don't know that your mindset changes much. I think for me, I you know, obviously I've been asked that question before. I think it, it was it was much more of a numbing feeling of just like in the moment. But, um, you know, mindset wise for me on that specific kick was redemption because we had missed two extra points in that game. So, and we were down by one. So, you know, with the, with the two extra points, it wouldn't even been a situation. We're taking a knee there. Um, so yeah, I mean, for sure, it was it was redemption, you know. Um, so it was it was kind of make or break there. Um, certainly, giving up two points earlier in the game, um, but I think that's what resonates with me the most is like going out there. It was like, okay, it's it's a chance for you. It's a you know, it's 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 a chance to get redemption on earlier in the game, and it, and it all worked out thankfully. Um, so uh, yeah, I would say that was kind of the mindset. You, it's funny. I, I feel like I have a pretty good memory for sports. And, you know, I was there. I was on the sideline for that game. I I just I forgot that there were two missed extra points prior to that. I mean. Sure. I think I think that's the that's the beauty of it. Right. I mean, I think most people I think most people don't remember that, which is uh, which is great for me. Don't don't get me wrong. But in the moment, uh, you know, we're down by one. Um, or two, or what, whatever it was, um, and you miss two extra points. That's, I mean, that's a huge deal, right? Because if it, if you miss that kick, you know, you feel like you gave up five points. Um, yeah, I mean, that that would have been tough. But uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's the beauty of it. Um, you know, nobody, I don't think anybody really remembers that. Uh, I do. I certainly do. Um, so. That's uh, that's what I would just kind of tie into that redemption factor, and maybe it helped. You know, maybe it did help. I mean, you like it, it if you miss the game-winning kick, then I think everyone remembers that miss, but also the others. But you make that one, you know, it is there is there is something to be learned there, right? I mean, I know for kickers, it's there, there's a psychology to it, and you know, for you miss one you try not to let it stick with you you make one you you try not to get overconfident but you want to build off the confidence i mean psychologically at what point in your in your kicking career and i know you were with the the st louis rams in the preseason and um you're you're the most accurate kicker uh, statistically in in ul football history at what point do you feel like the the mental side of kicking came to you where you're like okay now i now i get it cuz i I've talked to various kickers, and some are like, "Oh no, I never really overthink it," and I, 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 I don't believe them. I think, I think, I feel like it's it's something that takes practice and 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 maybe repetition because the mental side of it, man, you're you're. I watch you guys at practice. The specialists are off to the side. They're kind of, I don't want to say you're, you're definitely a part of the team, but it's 
you're you're kind of in a bubble, right? The the way you approach sure. the game is going to be different than someone on offense or defense. So, take us through, I guess, the mental part of it, and and at what point in your career you felt like you had a good grasp of of how to handle it, and then what that process is like. Yeah, I think it's um, it's it's hard to replicate, right? It's hard to replicate game to, game type situations. Um, I think any coach would probably tell you the same thing, and. I don't think that matters for quarterback, wide receiver, offensive lineman, kicker. I mean, it's just hard to replicate um, a game-type situation. Even harder to replicate a game winner in, a, in your first, you know, in your university's first bowl game in however many years. I mean, you can't you can't practice for that. So I do think, in a sense, you have to rely on just your repetitions. But you know. I, I think for kickers, the mental aspect of it is, uh, you know, I've, I've always said there's no, even when I was doing some, you know, some coaching after my career, just uh, doing some private lessons, there's no better feeling than jogging out on the field and, and your mindset is like, there's no way I'm going to miss this kick, you know, just feeling that confident. But equally, there's no worse feeling than jogging out there like, man, I, I, I hope I make this kind of thing and I think that I think that a kick you know a couple of misses especially a game winner uh, miss it can catapult you in one direction or the other you know I I think that that kick um, to be honest with you catapulted me into my senior year where I I had another good year and was blessed to have an opportunity to uh, play for the Rams a little bit Um, but I think equally you know you miss that kick at the especially at the end of the season um you know, who knows what happens your senior year. You just, I mean, you're just kind of the, the air has been let out of the balloon um, a little bit. You, you know, you don't have that confidence. It's such a big aspect of the game. I mean, there's, there's a lot of kids nowadays that can kick 60-yard field goals. I, you know, I don't think that that's, you know, when, whenever I see it, it's, you know, it, it does take a lot of talent. But the guys that can do it in a game-type situation are just, I mean, that's next level. Um, and I think that's the biggest difference of, like, you know, your your game-changing specialists versus your, you know, people that unfortunately go to go to training camp and get cut. <laughs> so, uh, but it's, I mean, I, I think that, I think the mental aspect is, is huge. And I, and I do think that certain kicks can catapult you in, in one direction or the other. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Brett Bear has been our guest. Brett, before we let you run, man, we appreciate you taking the time. Reminder, the 2011 team, uh, Coach Mark Hudspeth, and some members of the team will be uh, in, in Lafayette tomorrow and out of the game and be honored as part of the festivities. Tomorrow night, Louisiana taking on Eastern Michigan, 6 o'clock kickoff, 4 o'clock pregame, you can hear on our airwaves right here. What, what are your, like, I, I know that, you know you're in, in Houston now, and I think you might have been at the game last week. How closely do you do you still follow the program, and uh, what are your thoughts about the current state of UL football? Yeah, I mean, like I said, we have uh, we have family there, and um, we're we're back and forth fairly often. Um, look, we're I mean, we're still we're still as big as Cajun, uh, as big Cajun fans as as I was when I was playing. Um, I think that. Uh, this new uh, era of uh, Cajun football is is going to be interesting. I, I like the um, 
I like where the program's going. I, I hope that we can use the momentum of these past four to five years and, and just keep rocking and rolling. I, I don't think so much that, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't think it's going to be so much of the talent or, you know, the, the coaching. I think we're in a good spot for that. I, I just worry about the transfer portal and, and all that other stuff that, you know, I, I think it's hard for schools like UL to, to compete with that. But maybe, maybe it works out for us in the better realm of maybe we get more transfers. I don't know. I think, I think as far as talent and, and coaching and the support of the community, I, I, I think we're, I mean, I think we're way ahead of our conference uh, when it comes to that. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what we do this year. I'm, I'm excited for the years to come. So, how, how do you think NIL would have impacted the team back when you played in the early 2010s? I mean, I, I definitely think we missed I – think, I think we missed out a little bit. I think we that 2011 and 2012 team, they, they might have been the biggest, uh, biggest gainers of that because uh, I think everybody just kind of – I mean, full support, you know. That's but when the credits were biggest, right? I mean, that's when, right for sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't even know how it works. But uh, I'm, I'm sure we, I'm sure we missed out on a little bit of uh, nil support for sure. Yeah. Uh, what about? And then you mentioned the transfer portal. I mean, why, why is it a concern for you for uh, you know a school in the group of five like you will? Well, I think it. I think it makes it hard, right? I think if you, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to build a team up from you know four or five years. But maybe for a program like us, us, it's it's uh, maybe it works out in our favor. Maybe we get some some talent that uh, go to these bigger schools and uh, maybe don't get the playing time that they want or things like that. Like I said, maybe it works out in our favor. But I just think it's hard to, you know, we had we were together for so long. I mean, we were to, you know, that team was together for four or five years, the same, basically the same people, you know, two or three, uh, you know, people would transfer out, but the majority of that, you know, 2011, 2012 team was, they were together since they were true freshmen. I mean, 18 years old. So, um, I I just don't, I don't know that any, I don't know that you can have that anymore. I mean, I think for a sense you will, but I do think it's affected by the transfer portal. It's, it's you know, reality is it's more difficult to build and maintain a culture if there's a large turnover. And, and that's true of, you know, I think in any sport at any level. I mean, continuity, especially when things are going well. Look, sometimes when things are going bad, you need the turnover. But when things are going well, in the past, maybe pre-transfer portal the way it is now in NIL, you didn't have as much of that turnover. But now if you have a lot of success at a G5, there are. And I, I don't blame anyone at any school that's like, man, I have a chance to go somewhere else, maybe, you know, support my family a little bit based on some stuff. And, and sure. I'm, not, I'm not specifically talking about UL or UL football, just in general and in all the sports. Um, from that standpoint, if you're having, you know, really good success, maybe it's harder to keep it all together. Where in the past, like, that success was kind of the – the the creme de la creme and and now it's like okay that's a good part of it but there's also this other part of it on a personal note that's available and i i I get that for sure um but you know right now i mean 14 straight wins uh longest win streak in the country they're 
they're doing it right, and uh, we'll see what Coach Desimo and the crew does tomorrow in this season. But you know, pre twenty eleven, yeah, sure. you know, you were there prior to that. It was, it was different. You know, you were what, uh, three I, three and nine the year before. That, <laughs> it was it was yeah, different. I think that my my tenure at, at UL was probably the best years to be there to really really see the biggest change and just how a how a football program can impact the community and things like that because you're right we went from three and nine to you know um to two bowl wins in a row i mean that was i i really enjoyed that transition i mean that was uh that was something really really cool to be a part of brett bear has been our guest uh brett man it's great catching up with you always enjoyed talking to you i interviewed you a lot back in the day when you played but uh glad life is treating you well all the best, man. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, anytime you want to go down memory lane, just give us a shout. Absolutely, man. Thank you all so much. You got it. All the best. That is Brett Bear, former Rage Cajun kicker. I, I, Brett's a good guy. And, um, you know, I like his, his thoughts on or his openness about sort of the mental side of being a kicker and what comes with that and, you know, how one kick, one kick in a career can change the mental aspect of the game of football for a kicker. Good or bad. A single kick. Look, you, you, you get to a point where if you're if you can master it, you go out there and you're not, you know, you're you're thinking this is going in. But when it's in your head and you're like, I hope it goes in, now 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 you're losing that middle edge. But when one goes in and the confidence is there, I mean, he's the most he's the most accurate kicker in program history. But if you look at you know how he was, and and he mentioned it like missing two PATs before that kick in the bowl game, and how much it all changed. And I love his honesty. Like, hey, I don't know if it would have been good from fifty five. Maybe who knows? But I don't know. Most guys would be like, oh yeah, shoot, it would have been good from sixty. Nah, he keeps it real. Louisiana taking on Eastern Michigan tomorrow.